Yeah, welcome to Baseball Playground. Um, I'm Matt McGowan. I'm head baseball coach in Southern California. Jacob Bordell is here with us. Yep. Uh, Ex-college baseball player. Hell <laughs> fucking college baseball player. Excuse my language. Heck yeah. of a college baseball player. Um, but no, we're, you know, started this Baseball Playground uh, podcast because I personally, as a coach, I'm just sick of all these uh, rankings and, and BS that people pay to go do and, mm-hmm. you know, and I think it's hurting college baseball. I think, yeah, there's some top flight guys that get picked up, but a lot of these kids, they don't. And right. they're going to these other schools and or these JUCOs or, or not getting looked at at all because they're at a smaller school or something like that. And, and you're seeing college baseball miss on a lot of guys. Mm-hmm. Um, so really, that's, that's the reason we started this thing. This is for the players. This is all about players, uncommitted baseball players. We're starting right now in Southern California, San Fernando Valley. Some of the best players have come through this area. Yep. Um, Pete Crow, Armstrong, number one guy for the for the Cubs right now, minor league system. Hunter Green. Um, you know, I mean, there's been thousands upon thousands. You played in the Mission League, you yeah. know, like that's there's a ton top tier competition. Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, it's the best. That and the Trinity League are the two best leagues. You know, probably yeah. in the state. So, you know, to, to have somebody like you in the part of this and knowing, you know, that league very well, um, you know, it, it, you see it, you see guys get missed. I mean, you had a kid on your team played, got missed. Grajeda, you know, that kid was a stud. Yep. Um, he's at an NAIA now. I feel bad, you know, cause he's a D one guy. I mean, I feel bad. I don't feel bad for the team that got him. I feel bad for the teams that have to play him. So, um, but no, we're really, uh, I'm really excited to start this up. I think. Again, this is all about the players, man. Mm-hmm. I, I just want players to get seen and get out there. And if we can move or help move one guy, yep. you know, then it's been worth it, you know? So Yep, you're right. There's a lot of legit players out there who do get overlooked. They don't get seen as much. And a lot of the times, you know, whether they can't get exposure themselves or their families don't have as much money to put up forth Precisely. for the exposure. Um, you know, my family was one of those people where my mom had no idea how to get me exposure. I didn't know how to get myself exposure. And of course, you can go online and look at YouTube, all these other prospecting sites and stuff, but they always ask for that upfront charge or whether you go to a tournament and you have to sign up for something and Absolutely. then later down the line you get hit with that uh, a charge or a bill even though it's a no credit card fee or whatever. But we really want to help out these you know, young athletes who want to pursue a dream, want to continue on that dream because for a lot of them, it does end after high school. And for most of them. It's a sad part. Yeah. So getting, we're not aiming to get these kids into the minors or the majors, which is always awesome. We want to get these kids to, you know, follow their passion in college, maybe even get to that point in the future. But this is the next stepping stone in their life where, you know, maybe they aren't going D1. Absolutely. And that's completely fine because there's the narrative around it is just everybody. If you're not going D1, you're, you're nobody. You know how many people, how many kids get drafted that aren't from D1? A lot. A lot. Yeah. And everybody goes through the same feeder systems once you get to that area. And it's an equal competition just straight from there. And you're learning from the best minds. So that's what this show is completely about is bringing together, you know, our knowledge together. And then also other coaches, other professionals, other prospects, bringing them onto the show to help you guys give as much uh, or give you guys as much value and information that you can to get you to the next stage and also help you out with exposure, which is awesome. 100%. This is for the players. This is for for the kids. We didn't have this. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't have this 
when I played and, and, you know, I was a two-time All-American in college and, and had a pretty fantastic career. Um, I didn't have this, you yeah. know, we had to do it the, you know, the hard way. And, you know, hopefully we got seen at a tournament or something. And, um, you know, I just want to, we want to help kids, you know, like, and again, you, you hit it hit the nail on the head. It does not have to be D1. All right, JUCO. There is some great JUCO baseball. Yeah, I mean, all over the country, there is fantastic Division Twos. I played Division Two baseball. I, I thought it was great. I thought I was prepared. Um, you know, playing at that next level. I thought it was it was a great um, opportunity for me. I played under some fantastic coaches. Kevin Pilar was my roommate. Um, you know, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Um, you know, had had some great experiences. Um, but again, it's it's one of those things where this is for them, you know, and, and let's, let's get these guys moving and grooving and, and hopefully, you know, some of these coaches that we bring on and, and some of these, you know, guys that maybe know a little bit more than us, yeah. uh, can help, uh, help guide some of these players to the next level. You're right about that. So, um, Jacob, I mean, you, you've been a part of this. This is, we're talking about the San Fernando Valley. We're going to talk about many States and many, many areas, but for the first episode, we thought San Fernando Valley had to be discussed. Mm-hmm. Um, the Mission League, fierce. I mean, fierce, fierce. That's it, what it I would is. say. I mean, you look at Notre Dame High School, you look at Harvard-Westlake, you look at these guys that have dominated the league, Crespi's coming up, mm-hmm. you know, you were a Crespi Celt. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, is there, is this league the, you know, the toughest or second toughest league in, in I think, in the, probably the country? Yeah, I would say statistically that this is definitely up there, top five, top two, I would say. I mean, the Trinity League, California in general, is very competitive with a lot of things that is going on. A lot of events are hosted here. Um, A lot of teams travel to come here just for the competition, which tells you something. Um, Nobody's going to Iowa for a a competition for something like that because... Out here, there's there's the competition, there's the exposure, there's the eyes, there's the ears, and there's a lot of radars. Absolutely, so that's that's what Try I would, radar guns. That's what I would say for the California League. And the other big thing is we play on some really nice fields. Hundred percent. We play on some top tier baseball fields, which is another great thing. However, within the league, the competition, like I said, is definitely fierce, and because of the qualities of the league, that it attracts top tier athletes. Absolutely. So. When I'm 15 years old and I'm seeing 88, 90 miles an hour at the age of 15 years old. Yeah, on a JV team. On a JV team. <laughs> and I, I'm, I'm over here and I'm in the batter's box and I'm looking like, oh my God, this guy's going to hurt me. Like yeah. My head's coming off right now. And at that point, you know, in my, in my life, I didn't have the confidence yet in the, in the batter's box where, you know, I'd get a hit here and there or whatnot. But at the same time, there's these kids that are pumping gas. 100%. And you got kids, uh, we would call kids vacuums on the field because they would just, you know, suck everything up on the field. You put a ball in play, uh, they make the play yeah. and you're, you're out. And that's what the, the competition's like in the Mission League is everybody's a vacuum. Everybody's throwing hard. Everybody's hitting the baseball hard. And if you're not standing out in some way, shape or form, then you're going to get eaten up. I agree. I agree fully. And I think that's why, I, I feel like that's why some of these coaches, you know, at the at the college level miss on so many guys Mm -hmm. because yeah they're playing some top tier talent but you're getting the second best second baseman you know in off this team or that team and sometimes they don't translate you know it it doesn't work you know where we have guys in the pacific league you know um i mean there's a kid 
you know, Nate Chapman, who we'll talk about later, yeah. um, you know, who, who gets overlooked because of his size and maybe he's not in the mission league or he's not in the Trinity league, but there is so much great baseball and gr- great baseball minds yeah. um, all around this area. And I feel like a lot of, you know, kids maybe get overshadowed because they're not in the mission league um, or they're not getting that, that, you know, they're not throwing 95, you know, and they're not going to Vanderbilt, mm-hmm. but you know, there's, I mean, Cal State LA, Cal State Dominguez Hills, San Bernardino. I mean, they're some of the best Division II schools in yeah. the country are are in our area. And some of these guys aren't going there. They, uh, I'm D1 right. or bust. And it's, it's, I just don't get it, you know? Mm-hmm. Again, I want to make sure that these kids get seen and, and get everything they can to, if we can help them, fantastic. But mm-hmm. um, the whole area, man. I mean, from Agora you know, to, to Oxnard down to, you know, pretty much the border of San Diego. Um, it's a different animal. Yeah. And then, and then you got San Diego, which is a completely different animal. Cause there are some teams down there, Rancho Bernardo, Poway. I mean, they are like you said, fierce, fierce. Okay. Um, but yeah, no, it's, it's a great, it's a great time for baseball, I think in this area. And, and this season is going to be amazing. So yeah. I'm, I'm really excited. Yeah. I, I think it'll be very, exciting nonetheless to see how this season plays out with a lot of these teams um and the big thing that i want to harp on is you see these guys and it's a point that you touched on is you see these these athletes who say you know d1 or bust and a lot of them end up going d1 but once they get to that d1 point i and i've had plenty of conversations with uh some of my friends that you know did go d1 i know who you're t- i know yeah. some that you're talking about yeah and they uh, they get there and they're riding pine you know they were batting 450 in high school they were star athletes making all the plays on the field where we on our team we were like that kid's a stud like that kid's gonna go somewhere and then he gets to the d1 level and he's a nobody and th- that's a quick ego check for a lot of these kids and He's one of the players that I will say is now, you know, uh, he's leaving D1 and he's now going somewhere else. He's going to go play Juco and he's actually going to play baseball, which is his dream to do and yeah. not ride pine. Yeah. Not doing a chart. Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. And that's not what any of our jobs are. We, none of us want to chart pitch counts or anything. But being a team guy, you do it, you know, yes. but like, yeah, I, I totally agree. I think, you know, I, Players don't realize that there are so many opportunities out there. You know, it, it's it's unbelievable. I mean, you went to Iowa, mm-hmm. right? Like, how? What an amazing experience! Awesome. You know, and and you know, you had to leave home. It was an, out of your comfort zone. But again, you were a kid that was in the Mission League. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe didn't get the looks that they probably deserved. I mean, you go to to a school in Iowa. You you know, you're a freaking all conference player. All you conference, know, so 340, I mean, yeah, seven bombs, I, yeah, never hit a home run in my I, life in high school. Yeah. And so yeah, it was crazy. I, absolutely. So now it's like a completely different, um, yeah. you know, situation, but you know, speaking of, of kids getting overlooked, I mean, there's a kid in at Chaminade right now in, in West Hills. That is, I mean, we played against him. I, I think he's, if not the best uncommitted guy in the area he is the number two like there's i I just don't realize how he's not committed he was a commit to ucla he decommitted from there and he i mean kids are looking at i mean the kids on my team are looking at him like that is a grown man like that is (laughs) that is a 30 year old man he is so strong i mean defensively 
I mean, the arm strength is there. He plays third base. I mean, Miles Goosen at Chaminade is a guy that, again, he goes D1. Yeah, he's probably a really, really solid D1 guy. Like, the fact that CSUN or some of these other teams aren't just, you know, all over him shocks me. Because he is a kid that, again, he's going to come in and he's going to transform your position there. He'll be there for four years. He'll be your third baseman for four years. And he's a guy that, I mean, he can hit at that level. He can field at that level. He can pitch at that level if he has to. I mean, he's one of the Chaminade's uh, pitchers this year as well. I mean, there's some guys that, again, get overlooked. Um, and, it, I mean, the kid's, the kid's amazing. You know, absolutely unbelievable. Um, so I'm really excited for him. Hopefully he gets picked up. Hopefully he goes somewhere. Um, I know PBR was looking at him, uh, really? yeah, when we were playing. And, uh, you know, and that's one of those things where, you know, a lot of these kids do the PBR and do the perfect game and do all these things. And what happens when it doesn't work? You know, mm -hmm. like, what do you do when you've forked over all this money and, and it just doesn't, you know, not saying it that those those things don't work because they do yeah you know but you know what happens if you know that coach's eyes are down when you're hitting or or, or somebody misses something and and i feel like there's a, there's some misses out there that you know we're not getting the best baseball players mm. out you know mm -hmm. i mean you got some kids nate chapman for instance second baseman out of burrows five foot four five foot five on a good day yeah um, the kid is stronger than all heck. I mean, he is, you know, he'll do pull-ups for days. Um, he's a leadoff batter. He runs, you know, a sub 6'5", 60, blazing speed. He's a second baseman, but he's a baseball player. Yeah. You know, you talk to some of these these guys, and the, and I ask them, like, hey, you know, when these, these services come out and see our guys, I go, what do you think of my second baseman? You know, little, little Nate Chapman. Oh, well, he, he's a little small and he's this and he's that. And it just brings me back to that. It, it's not, it's not the, uh, it's not the fight of the, of the dog. It's the heart. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like how much heart does that kid have? And, and he's a baseball player. Yeah. You cannot tell me different. He is, mm -hmm. he's better than 90% of the players in the area Yep. I've because seen it. yeah, because he's a baseball player. Yeah. Like that kid grinds he's not that you know oh we look for a pro projection you know he's gonna be five six yep all right maybe five seven hopefully yeah you know but he's a baseball player yeah. so you know it's one of those kids that you know another reason why this hopefully we can get him somewhere and can't wait to talk to some of these coaches because what are we looking for if you can't if you can't find a kid like that right who's all heart and all team and a stud mm -hmm. man we're missing on some really good players. Yeah, you so. have this huge population, not only within the San Fernando Valley or within L.A. or the Mission League or Trinity League, not only within there, but across the country. You have millions of kids who are sitting inside of this, you know, this portal, essentially, with a couple video clips, with a couple coaches that are just scrolling on this endless sheet of paper. How are they supposed to just go, I want that guy, right? And... Like you said, he's not the biggest, he's not the strongest, but man, he's a baller. He's a baseball player. And he, you have to go watch him play to know this, which is the unfortunate truth is you can't just say on paper, 
you see five six, you know, however much he weighs, and but then you see his stat line, and you're like, holy crap, yeah, this kid plays, yeah, because he's, yeah, Nate, Nate, I can't say enough good things just based yeah. off of what kid I've has seen. two errors the whole year, yeah. all CIF guy wins it wins a CIF ring, yeah, as a sophomore with his brother and and uh, you know everyone's like, oh well, yeah, his height, like man. Last I, last, last I checked, ground balls are, <laughs> are about, you know, what, a foot off the ground, maybe? Mm-hmm. Like, he's taller than that. So, mm-hmm. you know, he, he's going to be okay. <laughs> so, um, you know, it's things like that where, you know, it just it blows my mind, man, because he's a kid. He's a, you, he is an, he, he's a bona fide star. He is not, you're not missing on him. Yeah. Because his work ethic is just so strong. So, you know, but again, you want to take a 6'3 kid to play second base? go for it you know good good luck but uh i just really think that that guy is is a kid that's going to turn some heads and and he's altuve man he is the next little altuve in the in the area and and like you said though you you talked about nationwide there's there's a ton of kids like him Mm -hmm. you know there's a ton of kids that are baseball players that get overshadowed because their height or their weight or how they look bad body Right, like we had a kid that, uh, you know, that we both know. Um, oh man, he has a bad body. Like that's why he's not D one. Bad. The the kid hits fourteen home runs, buddy. <laughs> like who cares? Like develop him, develop yeah. his body, get him on a on a program where he doesn't eat so much or whatever it may be. <laughs> yeah. But the fact that you're like, oh yeah, no, we're giving up on him because he has a bad body is absolutely insane to me. Mm-hmm. Because the last I checked, if you can hit that little ball coming at you pretty hard i mean that's pretty special that's the hardest thing to do in sports it is you know so i just it blows my mind man it absolutely just it just kills me when you see these guys oh bad there's always excuses yeah you know it's never like yeah let's let's take a flyer on let's go for it you Mm -hmm. know it's a free player possibly you know don't give him any money just give him an opportunity how many of those guys hit i guarantee it's a lot more than miss you know, yeah. the, the hard workers, the guys that are baseball players that just want that opportunity. So, um, but yeah, no, I mean, there's so many, you know, and it's one of those yeah. things that we deal with as coaches and, and we feel bad because, you know, I'm a guy that calls coaches every day yeah, and I'm annoying mm-hmm. and I'm persistent and it's, you got to come look at this guy, come look at this guy, come look at this guy. And um, I'll call you on the 10th day in a row and be like, Hey, if you don't want the 11th phone call, like you should probably, uh, come take a look at this guy. Exactly. So, um, but as you know, like it's, it's a different beast out here, mm-hmm. you know, but nationwide, you know, there's kids out there that just need this, this type of platform to be, get that exposure. And like you said, you know, what, what's the difference between you and 500 kids that send an email with their stat line to yeah. Vanderbilt. Yeah. Like, good luck. <laughs> so <laughs> Tip of the cap to you. Yeah, man. absolutely. If you get picked up because of that, like, wow. Big props, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Now, one of my questions that I have for you specifically, though, is, you know, since you've been coaching for so long, you were in the league and everything of that sort, what, what can a kid who maybe their coach isn't putting forth their best effort with the recruiting aspect where they're not like you, who's calling up all these other kids or I mean, all these other coaches, sorry. And they need to get exposure, but they don't know how. So what's their first step? To yeah, no, them? I think, I think that's a great question. I think number one is, um, 
you need to collect as much data on yourself as possible, mm-hmm. right? And and have it actually like laid out, like have it on an Excel sheet, have it, have it, um, make sure your dad's not doing game changer or something like that, you know, like have like actual yeah. stats because sometimes you get these parents that are like, oh yeah, my kid batted 580 and like really 210, you know, but yeah. whatever it is. What it, oh, that wasn't an error, but no, <laughs> you uh, collecting video, making yeah. Twitters, you know, put a Twitter out there, you know, posting videos, but a lot of kids, I, I feel they do the Twitter um, and they're not giving, they're not giving a coach everything they need. Right. So like when you create a Twitter, it shouldn't be like, you know, big baller 55, you know, dropping bombs, you right. know, like it should be like your name, like Jacob Odell, you know, my GPA, the school I go to, the positions I play, my height, my weight, mm-hmm. you know, my SAT score. You know, because that's what's going to, you know, when someone sees something that they like, they're going to click on that bio. And if they have all the information needed and you're a candidate that can, that can play at that level and they're like, oh, wow, this kid has a 1400 or 1460, you know, SAT, GPA is 3.8. Like that plays that, that we can get them into our school. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like so many kids make it so much harder than they have to. They all have Twitters. Everyone has a Twitter. Everyone has an Instagram. Everyone has all those things. Yeah. But they're just not marketing themselves well enough to give all the information needed, right? Don't just put your hits, you know? Put your put, put some outs, mm-hmm. you know? Some, I, I never, I'll never forget, I was talking to the Red Scout, Rex De La Nuez, and he was he was talking about, like, he can tell if a kid can hit whether he hits the ball or not. Right. I mean, the swing, the bat path, you know, how the body moves. I mean, that's that's what they do for a living, you know, is is break these things down. And coaches do the same thing. Right. As mm-hmm. a coach, I can see a kid who can't hit, you know, an inside fastball. I guess what I'm going to throw you an inside fastball. Um, it's the same thing, though. Market yourself in a way where you're showing, you know, the positives. But you know what? Showing out a hard line drive that, you know, oh, well, it was an out. But we saw everything, your movement. You know, all, all the fielding stuff that you do, you know, don't just put, you know, your 19-step crow hop from shortstop to first <laughs> base so that you get yeah. a, you know, I, I'm 82 across the diamond. Right. Like, that that doesn't translate. Like, let's see how fast you can get the ball out of your glove to first base so you throw the guy out by 15 feet. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's a that's a big contrary opinion that I, w- I would say that a lot of people, or at least a misunderstanding with throughout baseball you know everybody posts their the good nobody posts the the bad or the ugly yeah it and it and bad doesn't have to be like five errors like i would definitely not post yeah. five <laughs> errors you know but bad yeah. can be you know like you feel the ground ball and you throw it you know in the dirt or whatever mm-hmm. and the guy picks you up but it was a great play you laid out or whatever yeah. you know it you know something that is unique you know what I mean? Because so many kids are so scared to post anything that is possibly a negative. And then you become a show pony, mm-hmm. right? And what a show pony is, is someone who, you know, is is somebody who goes to these showcases, they take their three ground balls, they crow hop, they throw it. Oh, wow, he looks really good. But that doesn't translate into a game, mm-hmm. you know? Like, going I can back, feel ground balls all day. Going back to some of these yeah. players, like, like show ponies just... I, and every program has them. Mm-hmm. Every single program has them. Every college program has them. And I guarantee that half the programs are like, 
dang, we hit this, we got a hit on this kid, you know, like this isn't, this kid's really good and he's, mm -hmm. he's solid, but I guarantee there's a percentage that they're like, man, this kid, this kid shouldn't be at this level. Mm -hmm. He should be at D2 or D3 or NAIA or, or JUCO, you know, to, to get better because, you know, I feel like a lot of these videos and showcase things sometimes really don't show the whole aspect of the, of the player. But, and that's why I encourage coaches to come to games. So, wow, you know, yeah, the exposure aspect, uh, more of doing the due diligence of yourself as a player rather than expecting somebody else to do it for you. Absolutely. I mean, um, you know, going back to, you know, the Twitter aspect and, and making sure that you're posting your videos, you should be sending emails. You should be giving phone calls. Be annoying. Yeah. You know, like, yeah, it it's yeah, I'm annoying and I'm going to call. And I, as a coach, I do that. Like I said, yeah. Um, but I encourage players to do that, you know, like find out what you need to do, especially if you're a young player, like you're allowed to call coaches. They're not allowed to call you at certain, right. at certain ages. So go to their camps, pick their brains. If you really want to go to Pepperdine, you really want to go to, um, you know, Cal State LA, you really want to go to, um, Morningside college. Like you need to go, see what they, you know, what they like, what terminologies they use, like what can separate you to the point where they're like, oh, wow, we, we really like this kid. I love it, man. We're trying, <laughs> you know, got to do what's best for these kids and, and uh, really figure out a way or the best way to, to get them as, as far as we can. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I think that, you know, as, as you said too, it's, uh, it's something that, you know, you've, you've been a part of, right. You go and you go to these showcases and then they go, Oh, sign up for this. Mm -hmm. And then you sign up for it and they're like, Oh, we're going to get you exposure. We're going to get you all this stuff. And then it's 3,500 bucks. Yeah. Uh, I give this sales pitch. Yeah. Uh, this is go. why, Oh, we'll tell you how many kids are being recruited by this. Oh, yeah. uh, man, you know, I don't have that. You know, I know a lot of kids in my program don't have a lot of kids in the areas don't have it. Um, and I think that that's something that, um, you know, is a reason why people miss. Mm -hmm. And we're just trying to eliminate that. All right. So you've talked about Nate and you've talked about Miles uh, and their prospect abilities and their athletic abilities. But what about some other kids off the top of your head that you know that can actually, you know, are uncommitted and are under the radar in a way? Yeah. I mean, I think that first of all, there's so many. Yeah. And, and, uh, you know, we sent out a little form to some of the coaches in the area, just mm -hmm. saying, Hey, we're doing this podcast, like send us some uncommitted, you know, videos and things like that. And yeah. we got a great, great list of kids, yeah. but, um, you know, some of the kids that just come off the top of my head, uh, Nick Forrest being mm -hmm. one of them. I mean, Nick Forrest was, you know, the division five player of the year. He was the Pacific league player of the year as a junior, um, he's been all league every year. He's, he's been on varsity, which is, you know, he's been on varsity since he was a sophomore. Um, the kid last year pitching, I think averaged 12 strikeouts a game. So you're playing like eight outs, you know, nine <laughs> out, like, like, Hey team, yeah. like get nine outs, you yeah. know? Yeah. Um, I mean, it's one of those things that it's, it's, it's awesome to have a kid like that. Um, I know he pitched in Tustin in the semifinal, um, for Burroughs to go to the to the championship game, he he had ten. The first ten batters were strikeouts, mm -hmm. you know. And it's not that he's overpowering; he just is a good pitcher. 
Yeah. You know, like he's not 92, 95. He, he's not, he's not in that realm, but you know, he's upper eights and, and he throws curveballs for strikes, changeups for strikes, you know, slide. I mean, the kid is a pitcher, mm-hmm. you know, and he does a great job commanding the zone. His poise is amazing. Um, but he's a guy uncommitted, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. Oh, and he has a 4.5 GPA. And he has, yeah. you know, almost a 1,500 SAT. You know, it's one of those kids that's like, why? He's 6'3". Why are, why are we not, why is he not getting looks? You know? And I get it. It, it might be he might not be a fit for someone or it might be too late, you know, mm-hmm. for, for certain schools. They've already have their class. But, I mean there is no way that kid should be around. Like, he should be committed, signed, sealed, and delivered. Um, another kid that that um, we definitely, I, off the top of my head, Joey Blank. You know, shortstop out of Agora High School. Uh, Coach Chev up at Agora is, I mean, one of my mentors, but also one of the most in-depth. And uh, when you talk about coaches that, prepare their kids for the next level i mean he has endless and i literally mean endless amounts of kids Mm -hmm. at the college level like whether it's juco whether it's d1 d2 d3 i mean he pumps kids out like it's you know it's just a it's a farm club you know just just he's amazing yeah And, and you know i think a lot of coaches try to to be like him you know in that aspect of getting kids to the next level he just does such a great job but shortstop you know first teamer first team all league in uh in their league in the marmani league um and absolute stud yeah why is he not being committed the kid's a three-hole hitter you know he drives pitches other way i mean he was a mission league guy ended up moving you know ended up having to go to agora but i mean he's a kid that again where is the cal state la where is the yeah Dominguez Hills, where, where are these D two? It doesn't have to be D one. Where are these D two schools? Chico State, like Chico State, comes down here and and gets some of the best players that I could think of. Quint- uh, Quintanilla, um, the kid from Arcadia, um, Eskridge, like they come down here and get really solid baseball players. That kid is really solid. He's somebody that they should definitely be taking a look at. Um, and then there's a catcher out of Glendale High, which. I know it's a shock to say Glendale High, <laughs> um, you know, um, but Frankie Malagon, I mean, that kid is, he is a college baseball player. Like he is going to do great things wherever he goes. Um, I think he'll be a late sign, a late commit, uh, because I think people are going to see how Glendale does this year. And I think they're going to be really, really strong. They got two really good pitchers. Um, they got a really good coach uh, with Frank Tormina. I'd be really shocked if they're not, you know, probably one of the best teams in their division uh, with this kid leading them. I mean, the kid, he went to the Easton tournament dinner, and I think he had the fastest exit velo and was hitting balls harder than anyone that was at that at that dinner. Awesome. Amazing, yeah. right? Like, you're at Glendale High. Like, that's that's not very common for that that area. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, no, we're, he, he's he's exciting to watch, throws guys out. Great body behind the plate. I mean, he's a kid again, four student. Why is why are these schools not looking at him? And it's to me, I just think that they're just not going out to be seen, right? Like, if I'm a college recruiter or if I'm a college coach, like, I'm trying to go to as many high school games as possible, right? Like, mm-hmm. that's 
That's what keeps yeah. me. That's my bread and butter, right? Exactly. That's what keeps me having a job is trying to get the best guys. And yeah, I'm just, I'm shocked that, that some of these guys aren't taken. There's a kid out of Campbell Hall, Seamus O'Malley. I mean, outfielder runs like a deer. Um, you know, he's probably a D2, D3 guy, but again, extremely smart first team all leaguer, you know, and he's in Sierra Canyon's league, you know, Sierra Canyon yeah. and, and, uh, Paraclete and, and, you know, viewpoint, those, those are some tough teams. And yeah, he, I mean, again, he's a kid that I feel is getting overlooked and, and should definitely get some, get some run, get somebody to come take a look at him because the kid can play at the, he is a baseball player. I feel like I have to like stress that with so many kids, like, yeah, he's not a show pony and he might not look great in that uniform because he's a little skinny, but he runs like a deer. He's fast. He'll catch a fly ball. He's going to throw somebody out and he yeah. hits the ball to all fields with some power. So it's just, yeah, it's one of those things that there's some really good baseball out there mm-hmm. and it's, it's so exciting. Yeah, no, that's a lot of kids are getting overlooked and like you mentioned, all those kids have some special talent and they just need to be seen. I agree. I just think it's uh, something that, again, maybe it's maybe it's one of those things that it's an anomaly. I don't get it. You know, maybe there's just too much talent in the San Fernando Valley that teams don't have enough ch- enough time to go look yeah. at anyone else besides the Mission League, um, or you know Birmingham or, or one mm-hmm. of these other places. But um, you know, Burroughs, you know, at our school, we've been fortunate getting a lot of kids out um, since I've been there the last couple of years, and winning CIF obviously helps. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's really tough, you know, it's, it's really tough as a coach and, um, it shocks me sometimes with some of these kids, like, man, this kid could play. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um, but yeah. Awesome. If you enjoyed today's episode, definitely go check out our social medias, which are the baseball playground and go check out our website at thebaseballplayground.com so that you can go submit your information on our prospect portal so we can actually review all of your clips and your statistics and everything of that sort just so you can get more exposure online. And we are free. We are here to help you out. Free. F-R-E-E, free. There is no cost associated with this whatsoever. All we ask is that you provide us with your uh, social media accounts so that we can tag you, post you, and actually promote you so that more college baseball coaches can see you so that you can get committed. So thanks for listening in to the Baseball Playground. If you liked what you, you heard, please subscribe. You betcha.